This is episode 34, Thoughts About Loving Yourself, Part 1. Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, my man, how Andrew. are you doing? Dude, is this our... This isn't our... This is our first recording. Did we record last week of the new year? I don't know, dude. It felt like... So, I, I have no idea what day it was, because I was off for a week. So, it just... Every day felt like Saturday. That's true. I don't know. But I happy like 2021. Record, but all the same. For the life of me, I can't remember. <laughs> Happy 2021. Uh, our yeah. capital was attacked <laughs> while <Yeah. we've, laughs> we've been gone. Uh, we won't get into all that because yeah. politics suck now. Um, <laughs> it was fun to really be into politics for a while and the elections. And it's not fun anymore. It's just, um, it's fun to I have a phase where you care a lot. And then it's, it's more dreams. fun to have a phase where you're like, I'm, I'm over the drama, <laughs> the political theater. Yeah. It's a crazy time and on top of all of that You're too crazy i lost another chicken um so we lost a couple no. people at the capital we also lost one more chicken it's been a rough yeah, week it's a rough for trip. everybody <laughs> <laughs> what happened to your chickens it's insensitive oh you um, told me the story <laughs> do you want me to tell the actual story Wait, did you already tell like the story on the podcast no, I told you on the phone because I had to tell you. I had to tell somebody uh, the details. That's a pretty gory one. There was a I, chicken that lost his head. We'll just say that. All I'm going to say is a chicken somehow got stuck in the fence and a cat or bobcat or fox noticed and ate its head. And its and other chicken other friends ate some of the chicken. <laughs> it yeah, was a horrible was a scene. Bath. Every time I see them now, man, I just, I walk back there and I'm like, y'all murdering anybody today? <laughs> like, yeah. how are you doing? Now they have the I taste have less, of blood. It's I like have less of, love for those of, chickens. You should. Yeah. Like, and yeah. they like walked all over. Like they didn't even care. They're just like, mm -hmm. I'll let you see where I no. put my blood. <laughs> they didn't care oh, at all, man. dude. They were just like, that tasted good. Can we have some more? Yeah. Don't let them get like, a taste of human yeah. blood. Then you're going to be worried no. about them attacking no, no. you. That'd be real bad. Yeah. So, yeah, rock. people, if you're thinking about going vegetarian, just know that chickens are happy to eat their own friends and family True any story. chance they get. So don't Isn't feel that bad about it. Where, them. like, some kid gets in a ton of trouble because he fed a chicken strip to a chicken. And they're like, <laughs> oh, you can't do that. Come to find out they I really like know. it. So <laughs> they oh, do really people. like it. <laughs> okay. Andrew got a question that's for you. Funny. Yeah, yeah. Would what's you up? rather explore space or mm -hmm. the ocean? Whew. That's a good one. Um I think I would rather explore the ocean. Not necessarily I wouldn't be that interested in going like fifteen thousand feet underwater. I'd be really interested in like, okay, could we take a sweet little vessel and go find crazy caves and that type of stuff versus space where it's just like, I feel like everything's so far apart in space, you know, just doesn't yeah, seem as I fun. think I'd rather be in space just because yeah. like, we don't <laughs> know what's in space yet. So I could just assume there's nothing in space. <laughs> we know the bad things that live in the ocean uh, and I want to go near them. <laughs> 
Like, <laughs> even, it would be even terrifying. if I'm in a submarine. Like, no, thank you. Yeah. I don't want to go face to face with a ginormous squid or a shark. Yeah. Like that? No. Yeah. I'd rather be in Even space. a blue, Though like we, a blue whale popping up out of nowhere would be terrifying, dude. Like 160 foot or no, they're, they get up to like a hundred feet long. Blue whales do their tongues weigh yeah. as much as elephants do. Like they're huge. So even just have something just like pop come out, out of like nowhere. That, ah, like, <laughs> dude, I stopped terrifying. Their, uh, Grand Theft Auto five, I think GTA five. Uh, I used to play a lot and, uh, there are sharks in the ocean uh, and like oh other creatures gosh. that live in the ocean and I can't do oh, it. No. Like I stopped going in the oh, ocean. Dude. They scared me. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And they even like notify you. There's like a little red dot that shows up on the map. That's even more terrifying. Then you know <laughs> oh you're not alone. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's a video scary. game. I'm not getting in the that's real ocean. Game. It's not going to happen. Uh, yeah. Uh, we, uh, All right. we did a, you might a have cave changed tour. My mind. Mm-hmm. We did a cave tour, I don't know, this last week. And uh, we got to some point in the cave where they turned off all the lights and it was just pitch black dark. Uh, and like all the things your mind plays on you, like you literally can't see a thing, but your mind thinks you freaky. can. So like uh-huh. you start to see shapes, but there is no actual shapes because it's freaking dark. Uh, but that's what I picture wow. at the bottom of the sea. It's just going to be dark. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. Yeah. So I don't know, dude. I don't think either would be fun. <laughs> Let's be real. Uh, Space would be kind of yeah. cool. To be in a place where it's like ultimate silence, just nothing, it'd be kind of a weird hmm. feeling. I'd, be, yeah. I'd like to You know, there's that. a lot of Christians who believe that, that space is actually just water. That we live in what? a firmament. We basically live in a bubble and there's water. This huh. is the Bible. Water's above, water's below. So there's a lot of people who believe there's a uh, barrier. See how they get there. And then water. Yeah. And no. like, um, who knows? Well, there's also water in our atmosphere. So there's that piece to it too. But Okay. But, uh, but wouldn't it be crazy if that's true? If that's right? Well, there's also like, some people that think that we're in a planetarium looking thing sitting on at somebody's, you know, God's table in his dining room. Um, that's true. <laughs> so that's there's true. that piece too. Um, now, I mean, believing a lot in, of people in believe aliens, a lot of crazy things. I'm not, mm-hmm. like, I'm not. I wouldn't be shocked if there was aliens. Like yeah. God's been around a long yeah. time. Who says he hasn't, you know, created right. other things? Yeah, um, as far as I'm aware, the Bible but, does yeah. not actually I know the Bible doesn't say you're the only beings he made, you know? So it's true. There's some believe that Adam and else. Eve weren't the only people he created. And that's how society <sighs> spread. It didn't spread just from Adam and Eve. That he that's just the story that God chose to tell uh, yeah. through scripture, but he created other beings as well. We'll find out one day. Until then, I think we should speculate wildly. (laughs) (laughs) It's always best. (laughs) My response to all those debates is like, does it really matter? No. Yeah. If we can agree God created, the rest of it doesn't matter. Yeah. Let's keep going from there. Josh, would you rather all of your clothes tickle you (laughs) or that you, you fart all the time when you're around people? Like just kind of a constant stream of <laughs> audible and stinky. Audible? Uh, yeah, and stinky. Oh, and stinky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those both suck. I'd rather go with ticklish clothing, I guess, but I'm not really ticklish. You uh, would be. The only place I'm you ticklish is on my ears. Uh, that's funny. Uh, I won't tell you why I know that, but <laughs> that's the only place I'm ticklish. In general, I'm not really a ticklish person. Um, Not even armpits. Weird. Like, like, dude, would your would your would your clothes feel like tiny little fingers just constantly <laughs> touching you? 
Like you I'm probably, just trying to like picture what the sensation feels like. It'd you probably actually weird. have like some sort of skin disorder or nerve disorder or something, but all your clothes, yeah, just kind of feel like like real light tickles. So anything all the touching time. you, like mm-hmm. the best position yeah. you could be in is just naked all the time, which <laughs> yeah. in today's society might be a good enough excuse to be allowed to be naked all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And then that's I true. would argue that you're more holy and godly if you're naked because sitting clothed us. So there's that piece too. <laughs> because we sin go down that does. route. Yeah. They yeah. can't tell okay. me what I feel or don't feel. That's a good answer. I think that's, that's a good answer. I think it's an argument. Would you rather, yeah. Andrew, win the lottery hmm. of like, we're talking billion dollar lottery, biggest it's ever been. Okay. Or yeah. live twice as long. <sighs> Dang. That's rough because twice as long and everybody you know is going to die right like you kind of outlive everybody lottery and everybody you know a lot of people you know are going to be like i'm going to get mine you know like trying to twist your arm (laughs) like i think i'd take lotto actually i think i'd take the lotto and i would just try to do good things with the money and be like whatever (laughs) not everybody's my friend do good things with the money i do some good things with the money and then i do straight up (laughs) selfish things with the money just get that ten uh, percent given, and then it's all about self. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then probably some like vindictive things with the money, because shoot, got money and money talks. Um, yeah, I'd probably like if I had a billion dollars. Uh huh. Man, what would I buy? I'd probably buy like, like my own like mercenary squad, just for fun, nice. just to save you have your own. You have your own army. I think. I think um, I'd just go. And for you'd be like any mass. good conservative. You'd have a huge army, but you wouldn't send it anywhere. Um, so right. I just have it for show. They're just like, Josh has an army. I don't know. Like, how many if people I had in the a big enough say, army, I might take over Canada if I could. I'd just be like, why not? It's just Canada. <laughs> At least one of the territories, sure. you know? And you just name it Andrew Land? No, I'd just. Because you'd have to name it after yourself. Like, guarantee you yeah. can't keep the title. Like, yeah. you can't keep the name Canada and then not have. But I'd probably yeah. basically stay the great, same. So and you I'd, could like play with their economy a little bit and see what you can do. I'd just try to like produce as much maple syrup as possible. You know, like not, that'd be your only export. Just, we just we're export here for the maple, maple syrup. syrup. Not yeah. even the wood, yeah. just maple syrup. <laughs> no, okay. I don't think I'd take over Canada, but I would try to get like even like no, I'd go somewhere acres. tropical. Venezuela, I'd try to buy, you're mine if I get an army. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't think I want an army. I think I just want like a hundred acres on awesome land with a river, maybe a lake in there, like all kinds of good stuff. Maybe You'd rather have that acres. than an island. If I was rich yeah. enough, I'm buying me an island. I want an Are island over an a island? chunk of land. Yeah. Dang. No. All right. That's fair. That's but fair. if you, you hey, start if Jurassic you buy Park. land and I buy an yeah. island and we go visit each other and we get best of both worlds. Yeah, so we both we double dip. You have a small army. I have a small army. Together, we take over Canada. You know, or yeah, <laughs> from both else. sides. Yeah, I'll They're take so I'll take the the west. You take the east because yeah, it just seems easier. They all speak English on on the west. Yeah, yeah. you can have the That's the French. Fair. I'll take over the French, and I'll immediately make the the only language you're allowed to speak um, Spanish. <laughs> for all the Something French you category. don't even speak. <laughs> it's so funny. Just like leaders can speak in English, everybody else speaks. 
I don't know. That's Spanish. dumb. That's just dumb. But to make the French well, people you're speak in charge, Spanish. so like you can make whatever rules yeah. you want. Like it's up to you. You rule with you're an like, iron fist. I'm gonna you know, like Jesus rules. did. Iron fist. Yeah. <laughs> iron fist. Dude. Um. So we have been going for a while on season two, talking about First Corinthians thirteen and love, and we're wrapping love. that up. Tell the people well, about it, man. What are we doing here? Do with it. Got to do. Is that about sex? That song? Probably. Is that the argument? <laughs> probably. I bet of like, so. What's love now got to do with it? It's just sex. Is that the argument? Yeah, I probably. To the lyrics, yeah. I just know that part of the song. Which that's so wrong, by the way. That's totally wrong. Sex is. Yeah, we'll talk. We should talk more about sex sometime. But it's not a. Uh, it's not. I don't know. It's all about producing. Children, basically, and it is supposed to be done within the confines of of marriage and love. Songs, man, songs. I watched a video. Um, there's a dude on YouTube I follow that has been like doing documentary videos on the Hasidic Jews and kind of their huh. lifestyle and this and that. And he just talked to a rabbi that teaches uh, premarital counseling and how to have sex. Um, and then, but he talked a lot about intimacy and then the difference between the two. Uh, it was like an hour long, but solid materials. Like, man, this is good stuff. Uh, but his That's argument cool. was there's no int intimacy left in, in our society. It's all gone. Hmm. And this is why wow. we have so many problems. Wow. Well, that's what if we're I here for, it, to solve the problem of intimacy. That's what just this Jesus Life podcast was created for. <laughs> really? I just think so. That's our, um, that I think is our mission statement. And it's just a sex podcast. <laughs> where like our couples will be, send us their sex videos intimacy. and we critique them. No, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. This is my last episode of this Jesus Life podcast. We've had a good run, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> How shocking would that be? Like... <laughs> That'd Someone finds our podcast for the first time. It's like, oh, Jesus oh podcast. God. That sounds kind of cool. Uh, and <laughs> they pull it up. <laughs> I guess we'd have to become a video podcast at that point, or it wouldn't make much sense. Oh my gosh, that would be very messed up. That'd be very messed up. If you're listening, we that could was also a joke. give really do bad advice. Yeah, uh, yeah, really bad. We yeah, might get more listens. I'm just saying, it's all about the it. listens. So, so there's that. That's right. Um, yeah, but, but what are so we've we doing been going in this, through this whole this, last this whole uh, season where we've been talking about loving one another, and we've been looking at First Corinthians thirteen um, as our guide to how we love one another well. Um, and you've probably heard those verses before: love is patient, love is kind. It doesn't envy, it doesn't boast. Um, probably read at a wedding because um, that's where they're usually read. Uh, but our argument is this isn't just love between you know a couple. This is love and. And how we're just supposed to love everyone, um, how yeah. you're supposed to love your friends, your your children, those you come in contact with, your coworkers. This was the statement of love. And we got to those verses by um, looking at what Jesus commanded us to do as followers of Jesus. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Those are the two greatest commandments. And not only that, the entire Old Testament, the law and the prophets hang on those two commandments. Um, so our argument is, well, God is all about relationship and he wants to be in relationship with us so much so that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross, uh, for us to restore relationship and the forgiveness of sins. Um, so that relationship can be restored. Uh, and then he expects us to live in un in, uh, unity, 
um, with one another. Um, and to do that well, you have to live in these love verses. You have to be patient. You have to be humble. Um, you have to protect. You have to choose relationship over anything else. Not easy. Um, and I think that's probably the biggest key that came out of the last handful of episodes as, as we worked through this. Um, definitely not an easy life, but a life that is fulfilling. And I think we get yeah. to it. I think we said this last episode, maybe the episode before. You know, for me, I want to live the John ten ten life. I want to have a life to the full. I want to have a life where I'm just blown away by how God uses me and what God does inside of me. And we've come to the conclusion that that's done inside of relationship. Relationship with one another and relationship with God is where we find the full, abundant life of Christ. And that's uh, how we kind of worked through, I think it's the last, was the last 13 episodes. So I if you want so. to go back, you're just joining yeah. us now. Um, go back to episode 21, I think, is when mm-hmm. we started this this uh, this series, um, right. and and dig into it as as you tr- choose to love people well and how to do it well. Uh, but we learned halfway through that is, man, what about the people that don't love themselves at least to some s- mm. some level? Um, then they find it really difficult to be loved and then also to love because there's just there ain't no love for them. Um, and it's a rough place to live inside of. So that's kind of where we're, we're headed yeah. next. Um, over the next handful of episodes, um, we just want to dig into how do we love ourselves well and what does that look like and how do we do it in a healthy manner and not you know, in a manner that becomes so self-focused or self-aggrandizing, um, if you want to go that route. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like how do we keep a healthy balance, but still love ourselves or find value in ourselves or not beat ourselves up constantly because we suck as human beings. Yep. And dude, I was just thinking as you were talking, like to love yourself well in our society, right? In America in 2021 now, um, like it's a it's kind of an uphill battle if you're just starting out and trying to figure out how do I actually love myself. Um, And I say it's uphill battle because I feel like there's a lot of, uh, I think there's a lot of external forces um, who say, this is how you love yourself. If you buy this thing, if you come on this vacation, if you do this thing. So they kind of take like this, you deserve a break. You deserve luxury. You deserve the best tasting food. You deserve the best whiskey. You deserve whatever, you know, like you deserve this material answer. And that's like the start is like, if you want to be happy, if you care about yourself, of course, you're going to spend 10 grand and go on this amazing vacation. Of course, you're going to, I don't know, buy this super fancy whiskey or truck or I don't know. I don't know why I keep coming back to whiskey, but this like you deserve the best always, you know, you deserve the newest iPhone, you deserve the newest, whatever. Um, And that's always like the, Hey, if you want to treat yourself well, you can just got to go get this product. You got to go do this experience. And it's all about material things often, or there's at least a lot of voices who want to prescribe that as the answer of, oh, to be happy, to love yourself well, to care about yourself, do this, buy this, go there, uh, be with these people, be with that, or post this on Instagram, post this on Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, wherever you are, wherever the people care about, you got to get a lot of likes, you know, and this is how to do it. So I, I think that maybe we live in a society who values who has a lot of, we have a lot of messaging coming in about the material things that are going to make us feel better, make us feel more whole or look better or 
whatever. That just isn't, I just think loving yourself has nothing to do with the material things <laughs> as a starting basis. And I'm pretty sure our society has a lot of interests that push. It's about the material. It's about this, that, that, and kind of push people away from what it actually means to love themselves to begin with. So what do you think about that? I know that was unscripted from kind of what we wrote out for this show to be about. Yeah, definitely true. I, I think, um, I think that's a cause of a deeper issue. Um, because you don't have a love for yourself or you don't feel satisfied in the love, you feel this need to find a bunch of things and fill that hole or fill that gap. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, well, it's this next craze or this next item or this next type of relationship or this next program that's going to help me uh, love myself well um, or make me happy is probably a better way to say that. Uh, and I yeah. think that's where we get ourselves into, into some trouble. Um, I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not sure that was God's plan. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. I mean, talking about this, like the idea of loving well from a place of loving yourself, I think is a, I think is a real concept. Um, like I think it matters. Like I don't think you can be in deep long-term relationships well, unless you at least kind of love yourself to the point of like, this is who I am, or this is most of who I am, like knowing that well, figuring that out well, which we've talked about different ways to figure out and like spot blind spots. And we've, we've tried to be really practical through this whole thing of what does it mean to love others and love God well, but to love yourself well, uh, if you don't currently love yourself well, might be a hard jump to, to start with. But I think it's important because, like, if you can't love yourself well, it's hard to love others um, at all or very well, uh, I should say. So, I don't know, man. What opening thoughts do you have on that? Yeah, I think I think there's a delicate balance between... Because self-love, like that's a that's a term that our society has grabbed onto, and um, you see it throughout, um, yeah. even a variety of different religions. You see this idea of, of self-love, mm -hmm. um, and when we read through scripture, um, the, I think the biggest message that we we see coming out of it uh, from God is like, um, how do we say this? Without Him, you're nothing. Maybe mm -hmm. is, is a way to say it. Um, so it's so for Christianity, it's usually like it's deny yourself, it's humble yourself, it's um, put others before yourself. Uh, it's all these things that um, uh, essentially can be interpreted as don't value you. Mm -hmm. um, like you don't have any value, you're not important. Um, and that's not, I, I don't think that's God's intention. Um, I think that's how we interpreted what, what God has inspired. Um, like, healthy self-love is, is important. And I think even implied by Jesus, um, like when he says, love your neighbor as yourself, there was an like, there's an understanding that you do love yourself already. Right. Like yeah. you love yeah. yourself so much that you can mm -hmm. use that as the standard and the level in which you love other people. Um, and mm -hmm. I think that's where we get ourselves in trouble because, um, maybe you don't feel like you 
you can love yourself for a variety of different reasons. Um, th this conversation is hard for me um, because I yeah. don't feel like I'm someone that doesn't love themselves well. Like I don't, mm. I don't feel like I, I struggle with, I'm not valuable. I'm not loved. I'm not known. I, I don't, I don't feel yeah. like those are issues of mine. Um, so it's hard for me to relate to those that have those struggles. Um, and you know, I was just typing down notes here. Like what, what does it mean to have self love, but not take that love into self focus where it all becomes about me or mm -hmm. self absorbed. I think yeah. is the word you used earlier. Um, yep. and there's a balance to that. Like, yes, you have to have a standard of, of, of love, for yourself so you can love others and let others love you. Um, but at the same time, um, you don't want to take that so far that it becomes about you because it's not about you. Right. Right. Uh, I think that's important, but I've been writing these things down. So like, I think self-love is this, there's an understanding. If you love yourself well, there's an understanding that you're valued, um, that you are loved, uh, and that you are known. Um, and I would argue these are the three things that come from God. He's valued you. He knows you and he loves you. He knows you so much that, um, I don't know if it's in Matthew, pretty sure it's in Luke where he talks about, you know, uh, God knows the number of hairs on your head. That's how much he knows yeah. you. Um, like there's nothing about you that he does not understand. There's nothing about yeah. you that's abnormal to him, um, or unredeemable to him. So like, we talk about sin and the destruction of that sin. There's no sin that you can commit that's unredeemable by Jesus' is sacrifice on the cross. Now, I get that there's definitely parts of Christianity that helps you believe that what you've done is not redeemable, and they would like you to stay in that place as long as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. That is them denying the power of the gospel and denying the power of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's on them. That's mm -hmm. not on you. Uh, I would argue they're in deep, ugly sin because they're denying the power of the death and resurrection mm -hmm. of Jesus. Uh, probably in worse sin than you're in uh, by whatever you happen to do, uh, in all honesty. Um, but yeah, so you're, you're loved, you're valued, and you're known by God. Um, that is true. Uh, the other part that's true is you have potential and you have purpose. Uh, and I think we miss that often too. I think we often go through life that uh, I don't have any, like I've lived up to the potential I have. I got nothing else inside of me. And the gospel would argue differently that with Jesus, all things are possible. Now, not all your dreams, not all your ambitions are possible, um, right. but bigger things than you're currently doing are possible in the, for the sake of the kingdom and for the sake of the gospel. Um, and then you also have a purpose. There's a reason that you're still around. There's a reason you still exist. There's a reason you still have breath. Um, is because Jesus still wants to use you in something, in some way. Um, and I think I've pushed away from you have a calling, you have a purpose on your life. Um, just because I know a lot of people that struggle with that and they're like, I don't like, that's not a thing. And, or they've put in so yeah. much emphasis on it and they can't figure out what it is that they feel useless yeah. or unvalued. Um, yeah. That's true. But it's still true. Like the like God does have potential for you. There is a purpose for your life. And that's the yeah. beauty of the gospel and how it transforms and changes us um, because of what Jesus did on the cross. Um, like we have new life. We're a new creation. Anything is possible. And the belief that if you're still alive, your best days are still ahead of you if you choose to chase yeah. after that potential. Now yeah. we can squander it. We can choose not to invest in those things. That is all definitely possible. Like you are in control mm -hmm. of your life if you choose not to embrace uh, the Jesus ways. But so I think that's a big piece of it too. So it's that balance between how do we love ourselves well, but not allow our self love to become self focus or self. Hmm. What was the other word? 
I forgot obsession was what I said. Obsession. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, I agree with you at the outset of that. You said like, it's a hard conversation for you because you don't generally feel unloving towards yourself or you don't feel unaccepted or unvalued in general. Um, which makes it maybe harder to have this discussion from the place of like, I totally understand what it's like to not have love for myself. But uh, as I was, as we were getting prepared for this, uh, it Romans, I didn't know where it was, so I Googled it. I knew it was in Romans, but Romans 7, when Paul is talking about, um, I do not do the things that I want to do. I do the things I don't want to do. And it basically proves the law. It proves that there is sin in my life and in my heart, in my in my desires. They they are sinful. My desires aren't always aligned uh, to what God's are. They miss the mark. They're sinful. Um, miss the mark of God's will. So uh, that I do not do what I want to do, and I do what I don't want to do, um, is basically it came to mind to me because like, man, I've been frustrated with myself many times, uh, and frustrated with the things in my life that are sinful, uh, many times. And I don't say just like the nebulous things, but like the things that I choose to do <laughs> that are sinful. Um, it may be in the moment I choose it and think, oh, this is fine. It's not a big deal. This is whatever. But then later paying for it, you know, and I'm, I reflected on it and like, why do I keep making these stupid decisions? Why do I do that? Why, you know, so I, I do know what it's like to feel frustrated with myself and with kind of who I am or part of who I am. Cause I don't think, I don't think the things that we choose to do that are sinful that we do are who we are. If that makes sense. I don't think we're, we're born. Like, I don't think we're just sinful people. I think we're made in the image of God. Now we're fallen. We know this from the Bible. Um, I've been reading the story of Adam and Eve a lot to my two-year-old daughter. I've been reading like story time Bible and stuff. And uh, anyway, like we're definitely sinful. We are fallen, but at the same time, we're made in the image of God. We're made to be like God. And and Je Jesus lived as one of us and gave us the, an example of like, you can be you can be much more than you think. You don't have to stay in that sinful place. You don't have to stay in the place of like your low self, I guess. I, I'm struggling through this bit, but yeah. um, all I'm trying to say is I don't think the things that we sin in are just who we are. And I know what it means to feel frustrated at the sinful parts of my life. And like, why am I not just over this? Why am I not um, through this struggle? Why am I still dealing with that sin? I know what that's like mm -hmm. to be frustrated. And in those moments, it's a lot harder, harder to be like, yeah, I really love who I am. I have real love and compassion for myself. Uh, to me, it's, mm -hmm. it can be easier in those moments to be like, well, I love other people, <laughs> you know, um, but I don't love myself that much. But I think the reality yeah. is like to have a, have a real understanding of who you are, um, good and bad. Like what are the things you struggle with not that you're going to be stuck there forever but what do you struggle with today what do i struggle with today um and what am i good at today like what are my skills and gifts i think that's really helpful like you're you were also that was good the way you laid out like kind of this you were made for a purpose i do think people are made for purposes 
but I also think that we put way too much emphasis in general as a society on that because then like tons of young people are walking around like what is the one thing I'm supposed to be what is the one thing that I'm supposed to be yeah. the best in the world at it's like I don't well, know <laughs> and you're not gonna to, know and, and I think <laughs> like, yeah, yeah and I think what we also do is we connect purpose to profession um, yes and yeah. part of it's pastor's problem like that's a that's a pastor's issue because that's the experience that we have. Like our purposes yeah. align themselves to a profession um, because there is a calling involved in that. But um, like there, you could have purposes that have nothing to do with your profession and that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, I would argue that there's things that you do inside of your profession that are t attached to your purpose. And that's why you've been drawn to that profession. Um, but like people that love people really well and uh, set the example of love for, for those in their circle, they live in this gift of hospitality and that's who they are. Like that's a purpose, um, but that doesn't necessarily connect to, you'll use parts of that purpose in your, probably your profession because it's just who you are. Um, but like there's other ways to use that purpose to its fullness and get um, kingdom growth from it. Right. Like there's okay. plenty of different purposes that you can have inside of life that aren't attached to a profession that define yeah. who you are um, yeah. in that sense. And I think that's where we struggle a lot is like, well, I'm just a I'm just an engineer. Or I'm just a whatever. And you're like, no, no, no. Like yeah. there's you still have a purpose. There's still something that you you're to live this life for um, that God yeah. has uniquely gifted you in. Um, yeah. and may apply to your profession in some extent, but it doesn't necessarily define your profession. And that's, that's okay. That's 100% acceptable. Um, yeah. That's and even if you're, be. even if you're a pastor, that's still a job title. You know what I mean? <laughs> like mm -hmm. it's, it's still not the deep, deepest part of who you are, you know, uh, that's that mm -hmm. we shouldn't be just identified by what we do for work. You know, mm -hmm. like if that's, if you're if you're real quick to say, well, I'm a lawyer, I'm a doctor, I'm a, a barista, I'm a pastor, whatever. If you're really quick to like make that the first thing that people know about you, um, I don't know. That's maybe you think you're just your job, and I don't think that's I don't think that's true. I think there's a lot of like you said, you can absolutely be called to be a pastor, and if you're a pastor, I hope you were called very distinctly because your job is a rough one and you need to remember why you were called to it because there's going to be hard days. Um, a lot of hard days, but I don't know, man, uh, just a little bit of a tangent, but I just think if we're really quick to say, I love myself fully and that's why I am a pastor. That's why I'm a barista. That's why I'm a entrepreneur, whatever. It's like, no, that's, that's your job. That's what you do. That's not necessarily who no. you are. Um, that's all I'm trying to say. That's good. That's good. Do you think people struggle more with the question of, uh, or thoughts of being a crappy person? Like I'm just a crappy person. I'm never going to be better. Or do you think they struggle hmm. more with having thoughts that they're better than they actually are in general? I don't know. I don't know. I've had prideful moments in my life. <laughs> for sure you know about some of those um and been knocked down uh multiple ledges but but i've also had moments of feeling down and out of like well i won't be as good at that as anybody else or whatever um i don't know i think in our nation in our time maybe comparison is the is the thing that just knocks people down ledges because 
Man, I think depression is a huge, huge struggle for a lot of people being depressed mm -hmm. about just a lot of things in their life. Like mental health is not great in our country right now for a lot of reasons, but it hasn't been that great for a long time. We've referenced this before, but like the, the number of um, anti-anxiety, antidepressant pills and all those things that the pharmaceutical companies um, sell is like mind blowing. They're on every, every main, every football game has a bunch of mental health commercials in there pushing different drugs for different things. And it's like the market's huge for that. Right. Yeah. And I'm not saying you're a bad person. If you have a, have a struggle with mental health, please don't hear that. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I think, I think people are beat down in our society and that they maybe are farther from loving themselves than they should be. I think like, I think having love for yourself would feel like a radical idea and a far away thought to a lot of people, maybe, uh, right now. Hmm. What do you think? I'm always surprised about how often people think of how bad of a person they are. Oh. Um, yeah. It's not like... I don't know. I don't know if I've been blessed in this way or just it was how I was raised or, or whatever, but I, I don't connect my identity to the sin that I commit. Hmm. Um, frustrated by it. If it's, if it's constantly coming back and you can't overcome, like I, I, I I've experienced those feelings, but my identity has never been attached to that. Um, I've felt the temptation to attach my identity, identity to it. Um, but I've never let myself go down that road. Like I had an argument with my That's sister good. and my mom um, recently. Um, somebody was sharing about um, an, a situation that happened with, with some other individuals and just how it was affecting them. Hmm. Um, and there was a validation that they were trying to get to their emotions that I wasn't going to let them have. Um, and hmm. I was probably too harsh about it uh i can be uh, especially on emotions in the no. picture no no I get no. it uh, that's that's on me i probably yeah. need to go back and apologize um but but there, there there's something that happens of like yes your emotions should be validated in the sense that you're having them hmm. but i don't think all emotions should be validated in the sense that they're valid emotions and i think this hmm. is where we get in a lot of trouble in our lives um, I feel like I've been left out of a group. Is that a valid emotion? Did it happen? Maybe it happened, but is it a valid emotion in the sense that it should, uh, like it should help my identity in any way or define my identity in any, any way? Mm -hmm. No, hell no. Like mm -hmm. absolutely not. It is not emotion that you should say this is okay to have. I mean, it's right. emotion that you should fight away because it's not helpful yeah. to you because then yeah. you're like, well, I'm an outsider of this group. Yeah. What? Are you kidding me right now? Like, that's helpful to your identity to believe that? No, not helpful to your identity to believe that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Which, like you gotta okay, fight let me, those things. Let me pause you. That might mean you're self-obsessed self a little bit. Like, if your whole identity is oh, defined sure. by, by everybody else not thinking of you enough, then that probably means you mm -hmm. think of yourself way too much. And, and mm -hmm. not that you because here's love the yourself so much, but that you're like, everything is about me. It's like, I get yeah. it. It can feel that way. But to most other people, it is not. And you got to be okay with that. No, it's not. <laughs> and that's the thing yeah. is like, most people do not think about you. 
<laughs> like that's just the reality true. of it. It's true. And that's okay. Yeah. That's that's the human yeah. like that's just human norm like that's just normal in yeah. in humanity. Totally. Like I love Andrew. I think Andrew's a great dude. But I don't think of Andrew that many times in in a, in a week. Uh, I think about him when we're about to meet. I think about him when he texts me, or I think yeah. about him when uh, something pops in my head about him, and and I text sure. him. Um, like, and that's normal. That's okay. But like, to think that like something happened and Andrew wasn't thinking about me at all times is extremely unhealthy. Um, yeah. And that's not self love. That's self absorbed. That's self focus. And we've yeah. we've gone too far the other way. Um, so like, yeah. it's this delicate balance of, yeah, you are valued, you are loved and you are known by, by not only God, but by people, not all people, but some people. And that's okay. You have a potential yeah. and you have a purpose, um, in this life. And that's important to hold on to when we start to, I think, push any further than that, uh, about things, whether it's bad things about us, here's the sins that I constantly commit. Here's the, the poor thinking that I, I constantly believe. Here's the emotions that I give validation to that I shouldn't, um, like then we're, we're pushing too far into the other, other realm. Or in my case, it's like thinking I'm better than I actually am. Um, yeah. Like, look at, you know, here's, here's God's uh, gift to humanity. Um, it's probably where I live more than I live in the other side um, of I'm a crappy person. I don't think that often of myself. Um, I do crappy things. I can definitely at times be an asshole, but they do not define who I am. Uh, and I think that's an important lesson that we have to learn as followers of Jesus, um, because we yeah. can so easily go down those, those roads that are just not helpful um, yeah. to, to anyone. Um, yeah. And, and even those around us, but like, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to, uh, as you were saying that, and I know I cut you off to, to begin that tangent, but I, um, I don't know if if that kind of what are they thinking about me mentality marks the self-obsession, then the things that might mark love, like self-love in a healthy way, I think probably look a lot like um, inviting other people in to your life in a healthy way, um, like being mm -hmm. being vulnerable with people, but also mm -hmm. being the same person. <laughs> Whether I'm talking, like if I'm the same person, if I'm talking to you versus my wife versus somebody I just met versus when I'm on a business trip alone, like if I'm the same person through all of that, if I'm consistent, then I think that probably shows that I, I know who I am. Um, and I get that you talk to people differently and, and all of that, but like realistically that can I consistently be the same person everywhere I am? That's probably a decent marker. Then another one is like, um, gratefulness. Am I thankful for the things in my life yep. that are going well? Am I thankful for people in my life, for small things and big things alike? Like, do I have a sense of gratefulness in the way I look at the world? Or do I have a sense of like, I deserve more, I deserve better, I should yep. have, I should be Jeff Bezos, I should be, you know, like all of this um, type of thinking. So, I don't know if yeah. any other thoughts come to mind of things that might be good markers yeah. of of uh, of loving yourself well, or if you think those are terrible yeah. ones that I just listed. Well, I think in I think um, Paul's words to the the Philippians, where he says, and he's and he's talking yeah. about um, God, but but he says, um, "Don't worry about anything." It said, "Pray about everything." Essentially, ask God uh, for what mm -hmm. you need, and don't forget to thank Him for your answers. I'm kind of aligned with what you just said in terms of we can apply that to to others as well. So, like. 
um, oftentimes relationships aren't satisfying and you could take this too far, but relationships aren't satisfying to what you need because you just don't ever ask for what you need. Hmm. Right. Like, and that's, that's my mentality. Like I don't ask for help. I'm pretty independent individual asking for help doesn't usually come to mind. So I have to be very intentional of asking for help when I need help. Um, But on the other side of that is, is are we being grateful thanking God for what he's given. Are we being grateful for what we do have? Um, yeah. So maybe you don't have a, a friendship where you have someone you can call up immediately mm-hmm. about anything. Um, well, how, how can you foster that? How can you ask for that? Mm. Um, yeah. Do you have someone that's close or maybe not close, but closer than others in your life um, that you could reach out to and say, Hey, I'm, I'm looking for this kind of friend. Can you be that kind of friend uh, for me? The, the person that I just call in a moment's notice um, and you're willing to, to take my call and, you know, get involved in my life in that moment. Um, yeah. But also look at the areas where you are blessed. Maybe it's not, and this is hard to do. I get it. Gratitude is extremely difficult because yeah. we're not grateful in the areas. We're not grateful. Right. But the areas we're not grateful are the areas that we focus on. Right. (laughs) I don't have a job that, that pays all my bills that is satisfying and enjoyable. So when we try to start to talk about gratefulness, that's all we think about. Um, We don't look at all the other areas of our lives that, man, look how I am blessed and how God has provided. Um, We just look at the areas that we're not satisfied in. But the problem with looking at the areas they're not satisfied in is you just continuously repeat that cycle, right? Like you're you're not going to get any better if you focus in on those areas. Now, Mm -hmm. focus in on them enough to know like what can I do to make Mm -hmm. it better if there is anything I can do. If there's not, then there's not. Move on. Um, But if Mm -hmm. there's actions that you can take, focus enough on it that you can take those actions um, because it's the only thing you can control, right? You cannot control other people. You cannot control how they react to you or how they mm-hmm. engage you. You can't control any of those things. The only thing you can control is you. Um, yeah. And if you try to control other people, they're <laughs> going to catch on at some point and they're going to leave you. Nobody wants to be controlled. Um, but the end of it, like you can control your actions. So in this situation, yeah. is there anything I can do or can control about myself in this situation? How I react, how I engage? No. Okay. There's nothing. It's out of my hands. Yeah. Time to move on. Yeah. Um, yeah. If there is things, then do those things and just those things. Um, yeah. And don't spend too much brain power and time focusing <laughs> on those things because it's not yeah. helpful. Um, yeah. Like I remember being in, in high school and just out of college and, you know, you're chasing all these girls and, and doing whatever and you've dreamed up this life in your head. Um, at least to some extent, because let's be honest, guys don't dream that far into <laughs> our futures and what that's going to look like. But um, at least in the romantic realm. Um But to some extent, and then, you know, there's no girl that loves me. There's no girl that likes me. And usually it's not that there's no girl that likes you. It's the girl you like, don't like you back. That's right. Uh, There's nothing you can do about that. Right. And that's what you're holding on to. At some point, you gotta let it die. Like it's not Uh helpful to your psyche. It's not helpful to your future to hold on to it. Um, Right. right? Like I chased a girl all through high school and and a little bit out of high school um, until we completely lost touch. And, you know, I finally came to that realization of, oh, this isn't, gonna be my dream isn't gonna be re, you know become reality with this girl yeah. um, and I wasted yeah. a lot of years because mm-hmm. I chased the one girl how many yeah. other girls could I have had great relationships with and built you know friendships and and hopefully you know romantic if I didn't chase after just one girl the whole time like you're letting you know your future at least get postponed at best if you're not it, 
if you hold on to those those dreams that just aren't going to play out and that's okay yeah let them go i think you know when when people tell you like have dreams have great dreams but hold them loosely that matters mm -hmm. and same thing yeah. with relationships have relationships invest from relationships but hold them loosely because one they're not yours um yeah. two like they they could leave like yeah. you could go even as dra drastic as like they could die and if they get like that, that's a reality. Um, and what are you going to do in that moment? Well, if you're holding that relationship so tight that that was yeah. your everything, that you weren't well-rounded enough in relationships that like that was the one thing and then that t is taken from you, do you know how devastating that is to your future? Right. Like you see this you with, have, with married couples that have married have made... a long, long time. And I'm not trying to downplay yeah. it. It's, it's a beautiful yeah. story at the same time. But like wife dies, dad, you know, husband dies six months later. Because they just mm -hmm. don't know how to live without it. Um, yeah. So his body just gives up. Um, yeah. Now, is that good or bad? I don't know. I don't want to get into that. But like, there, that's that's reality. If that happens yeah. in your 20s, happens mm -hmm. in your 30s, and your body just gives up, and you, or you just give up, like your body's not old enough just to give up yet. It's going to keep going. <laughs> you're going to keep ticking. Um, yeah. And now you're going to live this miserable life because you can't get past the hurt yeah. and the harm. Um, right. because I held on to something so tight. Like you've, there's gotta be a, you gotta have open hands in, in our dreams and in our relationships, um, for our own sanity moving forward when bad things do happen, because they're going to happen. Sin right. still rules this world. Um, like it's still in charge, um, until Jesus returns, it's going to be that way. Um, because we still have choice, right? Like that's why sin is, is present yep. is humanity has a choice on how to live and we can choose evil just reality it doesn't make you evil but you can choose evil um and and that's the struggle that, that we live inside of so bad things are going to happen to you it's inevitable um mm -hmm. so depending on how we hold on to things um invest in them deeply put time and effort into them that's important pull out of them as much as you can um but hold them loosely because they could be gone tomorrow i don't even know how i got on that yeah. tangent but i think it's important to hear it's true it's true. And if you spend all of your all of your effort and all of your time loving somebody that isn't you and isn't the Lord, then eventually you're going to just uh, have a God that isn't God, maybe, <laughs> likely, in your life. Yeah. You're going to put episode, somebody else's in God's seat. Yeah. When bad things happen, when trials show up in our lives, like it just shows where we're actually putting our trust rather than Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, where's your foundation? You know, is it on the sand? Is it on the rock? Like, where is it? <laughs> it's yeah. going to be shown eventually. And and you can change it when it's not being shown. You know, you can, that's a beautiful yeah. thing. When that when a house foundation is built, um, it's kind of going to stay as it is from there on. Um, but mm -hmm. we can move and shape. We could shift. So if your foundation isn't on uh, with the Lord right now and isn't with um, trust and hope in Him, then that's changeable right now as you're listening to this. Mm -hmm. But uh, there will come a time when uh, when you're going to be shaken and the foundation will be shown. There's going to come a time when I am, you know? And uh, I don't know. I think this idea of love yourself well, you might have said this already or you might have just mentioned it earlier when we were talking about this. But, you know, Matthew 22, 37 through 40, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, with all your mind, this is the first great and greatest commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. Love your neighbor as yourself. So 
I think that kind of implicitly shows you're supposed to love yourself and, and you're supposed to love yeah. people around you in the same way that you love yourself. So we can just kind of infer, oh, if I suck at loving myself, I'm not going to be able to love anybody else that well either. I might think I'm doing a good job, yeah. but if you have a lot of hate for yourself, then you're probably not doing a good job. And that's probably connected because Jesus connected them. And, uh, and he, you know, was God incarnate. So um, <laughs> I think yeah. he had, had a good idea what he was saying and why he was saying it. So anyway, I, I just said that to kind of prove this isn't like some made up thing or something that we're just trying to say, oh, you should have love for yourself. I think it really is kind of an under, underpinning of like, what's your capacity to love others? Well, it's probably really related to how much you have love for your yourself, who you actually are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and too, like if you're if you're constantly needing other people to find value, if you're constantly needing other people to find love, to feel loved, if you're constantly needing other people to to feel like you're actually known in this world, like you need people to validate that for you constantly, I, I think it's showing a deeper issue that's at play here. Um, Either there isn't a love for yourself that you've got to dig into, or you don't genuinely believe God loves you, and you got to dig into that. Um, like either way, you've you've got to dig into something. I think it's a it's a sign of something's wrong. Something's not working like it was supposed to be yeah. working. Um, yeah. Because yes, people do validate us in those areas. Like we feel known by other people, we feel loved by other people, we feel valued by other people. Um, but that shouldn't be our ultimate source for those things. Our ultimate source for those things should be Jesus. And if we feel like we constantly aren't getting it from people, like I think it's a sign that there's something else going on that we should probably dig into in our into our personal self um, and start asking Jesus some questions of like where, you know, God, why do I constantly feel like I need this person to validate that they love me? Um, like what, what, what am I missing? What is the misstep? What is the poor thinking? What is the bad worldview that I have to adjust? Um, so when they do show it, it's great. I'm grateful for it. It's exciting, but I don't constantly need it from that person all the time. Um, like I, I already feel loved. And when they show me love, it's just, it's icing on the cake. Um, yeah. like how do I get to that place, Jesus, and have those hard conversations and dig into those things and ask those questions. And if you feel like you're struggling to have those conversations with God, find those people that love Jesus and love you, um, and let them start to facilitate that. Cause I think there's a barrier oftentimes that we put up between us and God, and we're just not hearing God speak, um, into those areas because of our own junk. And we need uh, a physical voice to, to speak those things for God. Um, so we can get connected back to God. Um, I think that's how yeah. the gospel works too, right? Like somebody has to tell me uh, who Jesus is, what he did uh, for me um, so I can experience Jesus' forgiveness myself and then relationship with Jesus. Um, like people play a role in those things. But if I'm constantly looking for one, yeah, one person or one group of people that they have to be my source of love. Maybe that's a better way to say yeah. it. They have to be mm -hmm. my source of value. Yeah. They have to be yeah. my source of where I feel known. Like something's mm -hmm. not clicking right um, and it's worth digging into uh, to find out what that something is so I can find that love again, um, that Absolutely. validation again um, from healthy places rather than uh, from unhealthy places or in unhealthy ways. And okay, this is me um, being overly simple probably and kind of borrowing from what we've talked about. But if you're sitting here listening to this and you're like, I think I love myself really well or I know I suck at loving myself, but I'm not sure why. Um, 
you can go back and listen to uh, our last 13 episodes on 1 Corinthians 13, all about love. Or you can yeah. read 1 Corinthians 13, write down the attributes and ask questions about them. Yeah. So love is patient. Love is kind. Am I impatient? Yeah. Am I unkind? <laughs> love With does self. not envy. Yeah. Yeah. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. Man, I, do I feel envious often? Do I boast a lot? Do yeah. I brag a lot? Just treat it like that. Ask yourselves those questions and shoot, write it out. Ask yourselves those qu questions, write those out. Um, if you don't like writing things out, just ask your friends, ask people who love Jesus and love you in that order or your family, you know, ask people who know you. And, uh, you know, I, I don't pretend to be 100% perfect on that checklist, but I think God's word is constantly uh, able to reveal things to us about our life today mm -hmm. um, and our, our thoughts today mm -hmm. uh, through the Holy Spirit and his work um, through those words. So treat it that way. Uh, it's a great way to ask yourself questions. It's a great way to find out, do I love myself well in these areas? Uh, mm -hmm. and, and can I love other people well in these areas? So um, super mm -hmm. practical text and, uh, I think we're going to do yeah. at least a part two on this discussion, maybe geared towards some more of those attributes. But um, yeah, yep. if you want an easy way to do things like me, yeah. check them out and ask those questions. They're good ones. Yeah. And here's the other piece of that too. Like, I think it's great to use as a checklist. Um, am I patient with people? Am I kind with people? I mean, if I'm not, let's dig into those things. But oftentimes us digging into those things thinks it's, we, we, learn, we lean on this self-help side of, I have to do all the work. Yeah. And that's the opposite right. of what Jesus is calling us to do. Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't say, hey, once you're saved, it's all up to you to become sanctified. Yeah. It's all up to right. you to become holy. It's all up to you to do all the right things and stop sinning. No, that's mm -hmm. not what Jesus said. Like Jesus gave us a new creation. We get to live in that new creation with him, right? We look at the great commission of, um, you know, to make disciples of all nations that ends with, and I'll be with you always to the very end of the age. I'm not asking you to do this by yourself. I'm asking you to lean into me and let me do it for you. Um, and that's really what we're getting at, right? Like use yeah. that as a checklist. Um, here yes. are the areas that I don't do well. And it's not, you yeah. go fix those areas. It's up to you. It's like, right. no, it's, you have those conversations with God and let him speak yeah. into who he's called you to be exactly. and let him deal with those things. Like it's not on you. It's on you from the, the perspective of like initiate, do your part yeah. of, of, to engage, do the things he's asking you to do. Um, but at the same time, it's not up to you to change. And I think no. this is where we get bogged down and probably even to this self, this self, like we're not self forgiving. Um, like we beat ourselves up constantly because we just think we're yeah. that horrible of a person. Um, right. But the reality is, is because you're doing it on your own and yeah, on your own, you're going to fail. Mm -hmm. um, like mm -hmm. we don't have power over sin by ourselves. The power that we right. find over our sin is found in Jesus and our Amen. relationship with him. Like this is where we dig into it and lean into and let him shape and mold us. Like you're going to play a part. There's something you're going to do in that, um, but it, it isn't up to you. And I think there's a burden that gets lifted off of their shoulders when we realize, oh, it's not, 
It's not up to me. Like Jesus yeah. is in this. Like there's more to it. Um, like Jesus is going to help me be more patient with people. One, he's going to give me opportunity to do it. But two, he's going to teach me how to do it. And I think that's the piece that we miss. We often yeah. think, oh, God's just going to give me opportunity to be patient with people. And it's up to me to figure it out. No, no, no. Yeah. Like that's not the life that he's called us to. He's called us to a life in relationship with him where he's moving and we're moving. It says he is mm-hmm. going to shape us and mold us. It says he is going to sanctify us and make us holy, mm-hmm. not us. Um, yeah. Like our part of this is, can I lean into a relationship with Jesus so he can mold us and shape us? Oftentimes that's not happening because we're just not leaning into a relationship with Jesus. He's telling yeah. us and speaking to us and challenging us and encouraging us. We're not hearing any of it because we're not investing into the relationship. And that's where yeah. we miss a lot of it. That'll preach, man. That'll preach. And you're 100% right. Those questions are just a good place to start. And it's not up to you to solve uh, those things. But uh, if you're not sure if you love yourself well or not, it's a good place to start. Ask yourself those questions. Take it to the Lord uh, for solutions. You know, from there, it's at least just a good way to yeah. identify what's going on. Where am I? Where am I unloving in my life? Yeah. And then maybe why? And when you ask God, why am I unloving? Can yeah. you help me be more loving in these ways? Can you help me? I think um, you're going to be blown away by his answers. I think you're going to yeah. be like, oh. That's what it stems from. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll do my part there. Absolutely. Man. Let's go. Josh. Hey, that's we'll continue the series next man. week um, as we're talking about loving ourselves well and not just for the sake of loving ourselves, but for the sake of so we can be loved by God and loved by others well and we can do the same back to God and others. Um, it starts with loving or at least having a healthy view of self um, so we can, we can love well as Jesus has called us to do. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer to your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.